0: Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned.
1: Deal your cards. Play your hand. It's another round of You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me. Hey, th- these cards are marked. It's a mess. A chocolate mess. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's another round of You Can't Make Me, You Can't Make Me on the world's favorite podcast, Max Mike Movies. Well, there are people in the world that have heard of it anyway yeah our current yeah huh pretty sure i I asked one once one person said (laughs) i've heard of you i think it was you though yeah well Eh. i count i'm a person damn it yeah our current series my personhood (laughs) sorry yes our current series (laughs) is a version of video poker each week either max or myself will play his hand a movie we've chosen that we hope will bring the other to his knees in racking sobs after each wager is revealed, a winner for the hand will be declared, but if the offered film proves too offensive, too bleak, too Hilton-y, one can <laughs> fold and de- declare the other the winner. So far, Max is ahead, having beaten my Sherlock gnomes with his sh- ho- 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 girls. But yeah, this week I may have played the big hand too early. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you may have, but this week, this week, I gave Max something very, very special. My wager, <laughs> that's what you hoped I got last week. My wager, my dare to him is a supposed award-winning musical called Repo, the Genetic Opera. It's very title stinks of goodness and quality. Will this, be, of it. <laughs> will this be a terrifying mound of quivering nastiness or just a boring little semi-hard rock sneer at the delicate subject of organ legging? We'll soon find out. This this week's Wheeler Dealer is me, Mike Card Shark Loose, and my Patsy is that gambling man who's made a lot of stops, Max Pokerface Levine.
0: Can't read my, can't read my, no, no, you can't read my poker face.
1: That was the most brilliant Lady Gaga I've ever heard.
0: It's uncanny. It's like she was right here in the studio, right? Miss Gaga?
1: Yep. Is that you? (laughs) Uncanny is is not the word, so Yeah. (laughs) so I will admit I picked this film I didn't tell Max this last week I'm not going to tell him this week because it's too late he's already watched it uh, <laughs> I picked this film by googling list of the worst musicals ever and sadly a bunch of them were kind of <sighs> obvious like Grease 2 and stuff like that like, eh Xanadu whatever okay I'm not yeah And it, wait those are re- just boring yeah Repo what the heck is this and I looked into it and it's like oh this looks juicy so I chose <laughs> that so I I'd literally I think I watched one song on YouTube before I said this is my movie Okay. Um, So I I also uh, watched a preview and Mm -hmm. tried to guess what the film was about. So I'm going to do my guess, and then Max will come in and correct me, because I'm sure that I am wrong. The show. In the far-flung future, the world has bowed to the might of Paris Hilton. (laughs) No, really, it looks like a dystopian future has come about because people's organs have been failing globally. There's a company that can help, but only at great cost. And if you miss your payments, the Repo Man comes back to take what was given, namely the organ in question. But one such Repo Man is sent after a girl, TM, that sets his little singing heart beating, and he finally questions his role in this new society. Oh, and there's lots of singing, or what they call singing, and Hot Topic, and sweating, and rain! (laughs) So, how close was I? You know the first part you you got
0: bang on the the might the, uh, of Paris Hilton. No, 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 oh. no. She she's not particularly mighty at this, although she does sort of take over at the end. But uh, the basic backstory, yes. But the in the in the near future, there's a sudden epidemic of organ failures, all organs apparently. Oh dear. <laughs> Why? Because. Is we it, don't know. Is they it, just
1: did. Is it Stuff and Reasons? I think it's Stuff yeah, and Reasons. Yeah, I think
0: it's Stuff and Reasons. And, uh, yes, Gene Co., which is run by the Largo family, steps in with large-scale organ transplants. As you say, they can be bought on a payment plan, like sort of like a used car. <coughs> Excuse me. Apparently you're but suffering from this. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm watching this movie, I think, has given me massive organ failure. Uh-oh. Yep. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, if you miss a payment they send in the repo men who are large guys in matrix bondage gear mm-hmm. who show up rip your organs out on the spot which and then resell them because but, you but, know but, that's but, but, how but that's I- how organ transplants work is you could, you stab someone to death in an alley and yank out their liver and it's still good to go but I'm using it muck us about the pl- the rest of the plot, Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I need deep breath. There is Larder? more? Oh, oh, my God, there is so much more. Oh, God! I, I will give this movie credit on a couple of counts. It's very much like an opera. Oh. In that the plot is unbelievably convoluted, complex, and full of ridiculous coincidences. Oh, well, there you go. And all the dialogue is sung. It really is operatic. There's a couple oh. of, I think there's only like two or three lines that are spoken. Hmm. Uh, like, Largo please, family, no, and stop. <laughs> yeah. The bad guys, the Largo family, consists of the father, and I'm not kidding, Rotty Largo. Aha. huh R-O-T-T-I, Rottie, And his <sighs> sons, whose names I didn't bother with because it's, hum- basically, there's Homicidal Guy and Creepy Wears Other People's Faces Guy. Ah, uh, freaking frack. And R- Rotty Largo's daughter, Paris Hilton. <laughs> I, oh, sorry, She's she has a character name, but it's Paris friggin' Hilton, Excuse okay? Me.
1: It, I believe it is Paris Hilton Largo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the third, yeah. She is apparently addicted to surgery.
1: Ah. Now, they don't say it's plastic
0: surgery. It could be, I don't know, gallbladder surgery that she's addicted to. They don't tell you. It's kind of implied it's plastic. You know, anyway.
1: Take it in, that, put it out. Take it in, put it out. Wait. P- yeah, take it yeah, out, I'm put fine. it in. Take it out, put it in. <laughs> Ooh.
0: That now, now it sounds like a porn. Um, was it? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it would have been more interesting. Uh, the the uh, The main plot is there is a seventeen year old girl. We know she's seventeen, as there are. There's at least an entire song dedicated to the fact that she's seventeen.
1: Was the actress seventeen?
0: Uh, she was no. I think she was twenty. She is played yeah. actually by Alexa Vega. who uh. Some of our younger listeners. Or both of our younger listeners may remember, would know as Carmen Cortez from these Robert Rodriguez Spy Kids movies. Aha, she did a bunch of other stuff, but that's—I mean—that's what she's pretty well known as. Okay, Uh, she is very sick with Pale Syndrome. (laughs)
1: Wait, is that what they call it? No, no, that's oh. what I call okay. it, because she she's very pale. Oh. <laughs> One of Gaffigan's kids, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, she is apparently very sick, and she is treated by Father Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's got another name, but he's Giles. That's all I think of. And I thought he, it was Rupert. Yeah, that's just, yeah, but everyone calls him Giles. Cause oh, okay. You really Cause call he's, he's in, him in my Rupert? trivia, but that, go yeah. ahead. Uh, He keeps her locked in the house in an oxygen tent that she can wander in and out of whenever she feels like, but he keeps her locked up because the world is awful and she's so sick that she'll die if she gets out, but she gets out anyway and goes insect hunting for some reason, which we only see her do once, although we see that she has a whole bunch of insects. Giles, it turns out, is well, he is a doctor, he is also secretly a repo man. Dun-dun-dun. Because he owes a debt to Roddy, who was in love with Shiloh's mother, who left him to go and marry uh, Giles. And Shiloh's mother was best friends with the famous singer Blind Mag, who is Shiloh's godmother and also the corporate slave of Co because they replaced her eyes, but she hates them, and Roddy hates his children. <gasps> Max, I don't want to watch The Guiding Light. <sighs> well, you... Yeah. The Ryan's guiding hoping. light is less co- is probably less complicated. I see. Yeah, there's a love triangle apparently with Roddy and the dead mother and Giles, whose name the character's name is Nathan. The plot doesn't matter. It's a massive mishmash uh, and ripoff of a number of other operas. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is a final scene that takes place. Oh, by the way, in this movie called Repo: The Genetic Opera. There is a genetic opera. I don't know what's genetic about it. It's an opera. Okay. And it's just this woman, Blind Mag, who is played by, and this was the impressive thing, the cast in this movie is really surprising. Yeah. Never mind that you have Anthony Stewart Head, the guy playing Giles, and Alexa Vega, and Paris Hilton, but (laughs) Rottie Largo is played by Paul Sorvino.
1: Yeah, we're going to get to him. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Who, by the way, was trained as an opera singer. And you uh, can tell when he sings that a long time ago he was trained as an opera singer. I
1: see. A long yes. time ago. <laughs> in my trivia, I list him as Paul Servino. He's been in nearly everything, including this. Yes. Yeah,
0: And Blind Mag is played by Sarah, Sarah friggin' Bright. Brightman.
1: <laughs> Holy
0: crap. This Phantom of the Opera lady married yeah. to Andrew Lloyd Webber for five minutes. Well, uh, I th- and I think I was once too. I, I I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yes, the plot is massively convoluted. It's mo- it focuses or it's supposed to focus mostly on Shiloh, uh, trying to, um, do stuff. I don't know exactly what she's trying to do. She, she she's the seventeen year old. She's the seventeen year old, mm-hmm. and Roddy is trying to get her. I don't know for what like, trying to. Because he doesn't, he hates his own children because they're all crazy or useless or Paris Hilton. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. That's a tertiary like adjective there. It's like yeah. well, useless, terrible, or Paris Hilton. Yeah. Either one of which. That's is. pretty much.
0: I mean, the first one is you can see why he has a dangerous temper and he kills people, and the other one cuts people's faces off and wears them, and the other one is Paris Hilton. Okay. So, you know. <laughs> Damn, how do I choose? You, you meeny meeny miny Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's kind that's a part of the plot. You don't need the plot really because it's just okay. an excuse
1: for a lot of songs and because yeah. the rest of it is so breathtaking and oh, all the music just carries there, you away. There are
0: 58 friggin' songs in this movie.
1: Ah, you're using up all of my trivia. Stop <laughs> sorry, that.
0: Sorry, sorry.
1: Go ahead. All right, so so trivia, but first, yeah. Even though it's sort of in the middle some business. If you have not heard already, as I'm sure you have, if you've ever listened to any of our shows, ah, you yes. can, of course, hear us on the Apple or Google Podcast app of your choice, as mm-hmm. long as it's one of those two. You can yes. also go back to our entire giant, luscious, fruit field catalog of back episodes. That's and stay current crunchy in milk. Mmm. Uh, and that's on our website, www.maxmicmovies.com. You can email us, please do, mm-hmm. at us at maxmikemovies.com. Yep. There's also that social media stuff that mostly Max takes care of, which is on Twitter and or the Facebook page where actually I take care of that. You can leave yeah. comments there. Um, we will get back to you. We will mm-hmm. be thrilled. We would be happy as clams, if clams are happy, uh, if you would tell your friends and say, you know, the best podcast I've ever heard is this other one, but this one's not bad either. <laughs> so, trivia, what yeah. I have left of it since you've poked holes in it. Oops. The director, a Darren Lynn Bowsman ah. is probably most famous for the Saw sequels 2, 3, and 4. Oh, God, really? Which probably explains a lot of the horror. It really does. That's suddenly a lot more of this movie makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's like the audience. I'm daring you to get out or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as we talked about the the cast, but I wrote the film stars oddly. Sarah Brightman, a very well respected singer, and Paris Hilton, who <laughs> is a lot of people a lot of people have heard of. <laughs> the budget eight point five million dollars, which yes. in two thousand nine is not a lot of money. No, but the how much world, did it make? So far, the world take is one hundred and ninety thousand. <laughs> And there's reasons for that. I'll get mm-hmm. into this. But, lucky you, this is part of a planned trilogy. Oh. <laughs> this oh. movie is meant to be the middle part of the story, or I guess the New Hope version or whatever. <laughs> uh, the first part is supposedly titled Repo, The Beginning! Oh. Uh, with an exclamation point. I hope that was... You could feel that in my uh, reading of it. Oh, yeah. But. Look for it soon at a theater near you. Well, I maybe. wouldn't look too hard. Well, it seems that the two men behind the movie have... Um, somehow lost the rights to it someone else wanted the rights I don't know (laughs) a lot of the wardrobe was provided by Paris Hilton herself they're her own clothes does not surprise me at all As Max mentioned, Anthony Head is probably best known to fans as, I had showed him as uh, uh, Rupert, but he was actually picked up specifically, uh, there was two, I think, episodes in which he sang in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that's why he was chosen to be a repo man. Um, The opera does, in fact, have 58 songs, 58. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Paris Hilton tossed in fifty thousand of her own money when it looked like the movie was going to collapse due to budgetary issues. Yeah, it, how did she, did she, you, you read the same thing I did. How did she get that money? She actually did a signing somewhere. She says, I'll do a signing for fifty thousand yeah, dollars. She shows up
0: at a nightclub and they pay yep. her fifty grand. Wow. And she said,
1: Here, let's finish this film. We're gonna finish this. Um This movie, and I know Max, you will find this really hard to believe, but this movie was originally originally planned to be a direct-to-DVD movie, but was so good <laughs> that felt, it got a release. They felt sort of. America had to see it. Oh, yeah! Seems that Lionsgate, the the symbol of quality, oh, yeah. uh, the film's distributor, did not want to do any promo for this movie. So the director set up a kind of roadshow tour. It showed for one night stands in seven different cities in the United States. Then it got a limited release in the United States, then Canada,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: Spain, and then the Czech Republic. Ah, all very nice countries it, if you make it in the Czech Republic you have made it yeah I'm well known in Prague yeah. um, which actually I've heard is a great city and I'd love to visit it someday. Yeah, this is not in any way just, meant to be a slam on Prague it's just nope. a slam on the film supposed to be amazing um, now, this film has apparently attained a kind of cult status and has shows with shadow casts, uh-huh. similar to the ones that have been performing in front of the Rocky Horror Picture Show for decades. So a shadow cast, for people who don't know, is that there are people dressed as the characters in the movie and who pantomime what's going on on the screen in front of the screen. Mm. Um, believe it or not, this is actually a an enjoyable thing, at least for Rocky Horror. Um, I've seen Rocky Horror, I don't know how many dozens of times. Uh, one of our friends, and Max had been um uh, uh ushers at a mm. local theater that showed it and so often when i had nothing to do on weekends and my friend had nothing to do he said hey, come see rocky so i'd sometimes see rocky uh, once or twice a weekend this film has indeed won an award i said it was award-winning i was not kidding and its winner has mm-hmm. the dubious honor of winning twice in the same year for two totally different films was this the razzies yes it was uh. can you can you guess who won <laughs>
0: Um, what, what do you mean? I assume Paris Hilton won for Worst Actors.
1: No, well, not oh. for this film. For this film, she won for Worst Supporting Actress.
0: Oh, oh, that's fair. She's not <laughs> but she also
1: interest. won Worst Leading Actress for her role in a movie called The Hottie and the Naughty, which was apparently the same Uh-oh. year. So she, unlike, I don't think anybody in Oscar history has ever won for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor in the same year. I don't so, think so. they've been nom- so. There are people who have been nominated the same year. Right, so she's she's above all of them. <laughs> wow, um, its scores online. If you go looking for for you know its scores or its ratings, uh, they're actually rather interesting. On that Tomato site, it received a 38 out of 100. The <laughs> Metacritic's gave it a 32. However, Google users gave it a 93. Good what lord, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't. Uh, something's wrong with the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things being wrong, uh, now that we have our trivia and our plots out of the way it is time for me to ask Max some very pointed or pointy Ow. questions.
0: The Lowdown.
1: So, Max. Ow. How much were you dreading seeing this movie once I announced what it was? Did I w- look for Go ahead. I
0: wasn't really. I was kind of intrigued because I, I had heard of this movie. Uh, I knew the title and I knew Paris Hilton was in it. And that's all, by the way. That's okay. all I knew about it. But I'd heard like, oh yeah, it's this weird, wild, you freaky thing. Just vague rumors. I I, I was <laughs> wasn't dreading it. So did you look for a trailer first, or just dive nope. right in? Nope, I just dove right in. I looked a little bit at cool. the IMDb page to see who was going to be in it, but I just watched it.
1: So now, I last week uh, when I when I brought this film up, we, we had a um, as I mentioned with with show, oh girls. <laughs> <sighs> i had a problem in that i only realized at the last minute that the film was basically not available unless i bought it and hey dear listeners i have thrown that movie out oh that that movie that went bad. into the trash not only was it yes as, as you if you missed last week's episode yes it was that bad not only did i not want to see it again i didn't want anyone else to see it either <laughs> so i threw it out um but i was i had to order it at the last minute from an online retailer whose name shall remain well unmentioned Mm-hmm. So I checked ahead of time because I didn't want to ma- have Max just watch some grainy shot off of a TV watching a VHS copy on YouTube. And it was available. But uh, I, I, we were talking before the show, and I understand that it wasn't quite so clean cut as we thought. And it wasn't quite as easy. I was looking around, and it's like, oh, okay, you can rent it on Fios.
0: Or, oh, look, it's on Amazon Prime Video for free, which, you know, if cool. you remember. Like, oh, great. So yesterday... I started to watch it at like, I don't know, t- 10 or 11 in the morning. And I'm like, ew, this is kind of gross looking. I, I think I, this is more of a nighttime movie. By that evening, it was no longer available on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know what it, it just, it's like, nope, this video is no longer available. It's like, but earlier today, how? <laughs> I don't know why. I Well, I do know why, but I don't know how.
1: For your safety, this film has been removed. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Oh, there you go. So you, you finished it up on FIOS, you said. Yeah. Okay. Because I checked and I made sure that it was at least uh, rentable. You could get chains. it. You could
0: also get it uh, as a DVD from Netflix. Yeah.
1: Okay, Mm. great. Uh, (laughs) So the film itself looks like it was made... This is 2009, I believe. I think. Uh, 2008, yeah. 2008, okay. Oh, that's right, because 2009 is when anybody could actually have seen it. Yep. (laughs) Um, It looks like it was, even at that point, was made about 15 years too late, or maybe even more, because the goth thing was going on when we were in high school, and that's back in the 80s. So did it feel at all timely, or did it feel a little bit more like older folks that might have been goths in the day, making a movie about something from their youth. Yes and no.
0: Visually, yeah, it looked very much like, you know, MTV movies from the, uh, videos from the 90s. Back when they still had music videos. It did look very goth and very, it looked dated. The story, technically, you know, really it's about corporate greed and it's about uh, uh, surgery becoming fashionable and uh, uh, crippling debt. That uh-huh. that still fits. I mean, that still kind of works. As hot my, topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really does look like. Uh, apparently, the post apoc, the apocalypse in this world was every hot topic exploded, uh, yeah. with like and destroyed everything within a five mile radius, or worse, coated
1: them with uh, seventy five dollar t shirts. Were many vinyls hurt or killed in the making of this film?
0: Oh God, the streets must have run red with the blood of vinyls. The repo men themselves all wear these long black vinyl coats, vinyl helmets. Lots, a lot of people, a lot of the women wearing vinyl bustiers and vinyl boots. This, this, this thing is a a a vinyl graveyard.
1: Were there dead nagas by the hundreds? Lines? These nagas must have been slaughtered <laughs> by the millions for their hides. And because we get comments about our deep digs, nagahide mm. is a is a, a trademarked term for basically fake leather. Yeah. It's, it's a type of fake leather nagahide. Yeah. And the, the, the joke, such as it was, was that the animal it came from must be called a naga. Anyway, uh, my sides. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of it being uh, uh, '80s looking, uh, the whole idea behind the movie seemed very very '80s to me. Did you find echoes of other media of that era here, such as Batman The Dark Knight Returns, American Flag, Max Headroom, or stuff like that?
0: Max Headroom, definitely. This movie has a lot of the same kind of lighting in Max Max Headroom, that is to say, none. Ah. It's very dark. It's all very stylized. It's actually very hard to tell what anything, the actual colors of anything are. Except I'm guess, except the black, blood
1: white and blue.
0: <laughs> well, no, not even that well there's a lot of black and there's a sort of like a lot of pale gray and a lot of blood red because there's a lot of people having their organs ripped out and a lot of fake blood and a lot of latex
1: organs. Well that's just very operatic. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just common. yeah um, yeah for those who are not opera fans, I'm not an opera fan. Uh, my mother had me watch some when I was a kid because it was good for me and it, whatever. hate um, so, opera love, love poker. <laughs> yeah and so when max was talking earlier about the convoluted plots of opera everyone thinks of opera as high art and it's like oh very upper crescent. there is some weird crap that goes oh, up on, one of my favorites is uh, don giovanni and i to be fair i don't oh, remember Lord. the rest of the plot of don giovanni but near the end of uh, don giovanni they're on a boat a big ship and there is a stone statue in the hold and I don't know, again, I don't remember what led up to this, but suddenly the statue comes alive and starts breaking crap. So there is a literal stone statue of this guy singing, of course, because that's what you do, wrecking things. And I think he actually ends up sinking the boat. I don't remember. And I'm sure you can write it and tell me if I'm right or wrong. But as, as a kid, I'm like, boring, boring, boring. Hey, it's one of the gargantuas, you know? And it's like, suddenly it got interesting. But it's like, you will see really weird stuff in opera. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember which opera it was, but they somehow found... And I don't know why they, they needed to be twins, or it's just they meant to be brothers in the opera, but they found twin black men to play this part. And they both were, guess like I said, I think they were brothers. They must have been brothers. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense at all. But they were twin black opera singers, which in and itself must have been difficult. They were also apparently bodybuilders, because most of the time through the opera, these guys would come out and sing and take half their clothes off. Ah, you must have enjoyed that. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like,
0: like, like opera, this this movie, the plot is very convoluted. It's very violent. And everyone is, of course, related to everybody else somehow.
1: Yeah, opera's weird. Like, if you just read the libretto for any given opera, because that's what people do. They don't actually sit there, because mostly they're in foreign languages. And I'll tell you, having heard a couple, even if they're in English, you cannot understand what they're singing. Yeah, you just, a lot, can't. I had a problem with the, this movie, too. I couldn't quite understand a lot of the singing. Oh, well, then it must have been doing its job. Yeah. Um, but uh, the libretto, which is basically, this is what's happening in the opera. If you read the libretto for some operas, they are kooky. They are wacky. There's oh, yeah. some pretty amazing stuff in there that make you go, wait, this is high class? This is highbrow." What? Okay. Um, speaking of the music, though, how memorable were the songs? Did you find yourself tapping your toes or singing them later in oh, the car? Oh, that's right. There were songs in this. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
0: um, some of the lyrics are okay, The melodies—I could not tell you. I couldn't hum one melody from that show. I don't remember any of them. Uh, The singing is competent, at best, and at at worst, it is terrible. The rotty siblings cannot sing. I don't know where they got those guys. Paris Hilton can sing with a great deal of mechanical and digital help. If you give her a push, <laughs> now, now you could tell it was, her voice was was sampled, and I don't, um, I don't know if they could afford auto tune, but they did what they could. Yeah. Uh It's kind of sad, Paul. Sur, like I said, Paul Sorvino very clearly was a trained opera singer, but he sang like someone who hadn't sung in twenty years. He could hit some impressive notes, and then sometimes it was like like blat. And I'm Maybe sorry. Maybe that's
1: what the, that was the name of the two the two brothers, Uten ah, Blatt.
0: <laughs> yeah, the problem was Anthony Stewart Head has a nice. He has a pleasant voice. He is a competent singer. Apparently, he he played Frankenfurter in a stage version of Rocky Horror, and does and is famous for his sweet transvestite number. In hmm. this, his voice was not up to it. He's not an operatic singer. Hmm. Uh, the only one who is. Is the, you know what a shock the actual trained opera singer Sarah Brightman, right? And when Blind Mag sings, it's impressive. I don't remember any of her
1: songs, but her voice is gorgeous. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to, or I didn't uh, hunt up or wasn't able to find the right rock to overturn to find out uh, what it was that they threatened her with to get her in this <laughs> movie. Because it's like, even I, who am not, my, my musical tastes are not that broad, but it's like, Sarah Brightman, Sarah Brightman, I've heard that name before. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, her. And it's like, why are you in this? I All I, I can, can
0: figure I, is she needed money, although given the budget for this movie, I can't imagine they paid her much.
1: Yeah, and like apparently they didn't get a lot of help from Lionsgate, who I mean, yeah. to be fair, Lionsgate okayed the film, so you'd think they'd be, you know, ponying up some cash, but apparently like once it started, they're like, No, you finish it. <laughs> he walked away. Um, and uh yeah, so no no memorable songs, one decent performer. Um There is, unlike, is it, there is one other. Uh there the
0: char- there's a character in there called the Grave Robber, played by some guy I've never heard of. Okay, and uh he actually has a certain amount of charisma, and at least you can understand what he's singing, even though he cheats and speaks a bunch of his songs a la Rex Harrison. Ah. but he can't what he sings, he's at least competent. He actually, and apparently among the fans of this movie, you know, both yeah. of them, uh, uh. he's like a fan favorite, and I can kind of see why he's the only character. You kind of want the movie to be about him He sort of shows up as a prologue He's kind of a narrator He's a grave robber He, he defiles corpses Because he's extracting this drug called xyrate, which has the power To be bright blue <laughs> It's not clear Apparently Gene Co also sells xyrate, which is some kind of painkiller That helps with the pain of all the surgeries people are having And he's, he buys it he, he obtains it and sells it illegally Also he's apparently a pimp which we find of course he is yeah because there's a number which they're ripping out of you know Lady Marmalade there are a couple of
1: scenes in this where you're going oh somebody watched Moulin Rouge I see oh yeah uh, you said Gene and I immediately went to Gene Shalit which I think would <laughs> made this movie no, a lot no, more fun <laughs> it, it would have <laughs> yes I'm going to have my bladder replaced yeah <laughs> If you don't know June chalet is you can go look him up and find that Max's interpretation is perfect, Thank dead you. on,
0: Thank you. perfect. <laughs>
1: um, so you were mentioning before that uh, Miss Hilton is not, shall we say, a trained operatic singer. No. Uh, tell us more about her performance, though. When she's not, I guess she's singing all the time. But uh, yes. besides her um, nearly adequate singing, how was her performance? Did she? Like turn agog at the camera all the time like you're not supposed to? or A little bit. Um, her oh. performance was...
0: Well, I'll say this. It was no worse than a lot of the other people's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, place. pretty much the others, everyone is either chewing the scenery or trying for intensity, and she's just sort of there. And she, you know, bless her heart, she's trying.
1: <laughs> but... Yeah.
0: No, she's not an actor. She's not a singer. What she was okay at was strutting around in ridiculous costumes. She's she knows how to pose. She knows how to walk.
1: Mm.
0: That's and about how to it. Talk and how to speak like a <laughs> like real, like a real lady. He gave me real class. He did. Honk. <laughs> Gilligan's Island quote. Um, yeah, yeah. She um, was. I mean, okay. I will say this. She was inoffensive. I didn't like scream when I saw because there was so much else really going on that was scream worthy. Ah, Paris Hilton. Ah. (laughs) Yeah, no, she was. I she was no worse than most of the other people.
1: So this film actually shares something else in common with Rocky Horror. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, this movie started as a stage play, and then they decided. Yeah, Um, originally it was the Rocky Horror Show. It was in London. Um, Tim Curry, I believe, did originate the role Wait, of Frank. This movie? No, 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 no. Rocky. Oh, the, daughter, um, right. No, this movie was also a stage play. Yeah. This was a stage play, off, 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 off. Wait, off Broadway. <laughs> um, but yeah. uh, Rocky Horror in the early '70s. Um, if people haven't seen it, look. If you have not seen Rocky Horror, don't rent it. There is no point. Do not just sit there and watch Rocky Horror. You need to go to a theater that's still showing it. Because the goddamn film has been in theaters for over, what is it, 44 years? I think it's been 50. No, because it's 75. Oh, 75. It Uh, it has been playing somewhere in a theater for over 40 years. You may have to drive a ways, but uh, you'll find it. But if there's a crew or a crowd to see that film, it is worth it. It is fun. It is. Um, the music, quite honestly, music on oh, its yeah. own is a lot of fun. Yeah. Richard O'Brien did a great job. He plays Riff Raff. He's the, the guy the who the show. The music in that is a
0: lot of fun. I wish I had watched that movie, quite honestly. Even yeah. with a, without a crowd, it would have been but, better.
1: But besides the idea that it was a stage play brought to this big screen, do you think that this film shares anything in, in common with Rocky Horror? Oh, boy, does
0: it want to. Ah. It really does. You can tell. It's got some of the same aesthetic. The really sexualized costumes, the uh the trying to to over
1: sexualize dancing.
0: The
1: <laughs> It was just speaking of lines that I used to scream out of Rocky and I can't say here. Yeah. Like blank that bird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wants to be Rocky Hart. It's one of that was
0: one of the problems with it. There is it's not as bad as somebody so wants to be a cult movie. Yeah. It didn't sit it wasn't like the ones that sit down and coldly and mechanically say, We are going to be a cult movie, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes or Lost Skeleton of Cadaver or a bunch of others. Uh-huh. It but it really wants to be a cult movie. And it's trying to be a shock movie. The way, in some ways, Rocky Horror for its time, very shocking, on-screen displays of like bisexuality, a lot of open sexuality. It was very, it was you know kind of edgy for its time. For 2008, this is not edgy. It's just the shot. It's there for shock value. It doesn't surprise me that this director is known mostly for horror movies because it's like blood guts and uh, you know uh, harsh language. And a tremendous amount of violence. And you're just going, oh, look at
1: you trying so hard. So you, you think that it was trying to be a cult movie from I the think, start? I think on some level. I don't think it was heavily overt, but I think it really was. So do you think that's actually going to hurt or impede its becoming a cult film? Yeah, because that ne- that rarely works. I mean, it, it the ones that people try to
0: make cult movies usually don't become cult movies. There's always the surprise ones. The ones that, I mean... <laughs> The Room has become a cult movie, and Tommy was so you know at the, supposedly at the end when we first when we first saw it in a the theater and everyone's laughing, and he gets up and goes thank you I hope you all enjoyed my comedy movie which is what I meant to do from the beginning, <laughs> which he which spoiler alert that's not what he intended to do from the beginning, no no I don't think this thing will work I I don't think so but I could be wrong this is I still can't believe people actually want to watch The Room multiple
1: times. Well, the thing is, is that the room and Rocky Horror have a lot in common. That people talk back to it, and I don't remember what the actual scene is, but they bring plastic forks. Yeah, no, you the mean thing.
0: you mean the per- the experience they have right. a lot in common. Rocky Horror, first of all, has some, it has Oscar-winning actors in it. Susan well, Sarandon. Well, they, they weren't at the
1: time. No, they but they the were
0: first-rate actors. Right. Tim Somehow. Curry is terrific. Richard O'Brien does a nice job. Even Barry Boswick is perfect. And. Good heavens, they've got Blofeld in that movie. They've got
1: Charles <laughs> Gray. They've got a James Bond villain. They have Charles Gray, and he's dancing on a desk. Yes. He, I, he never actually gets into his, his stockings, does he? No. Or does he get into fishnets? No, no, uh, no. Okay. I don't
0: think so. I think that's... Uh, no, that's Dr. Scott gets into fishnets. Yes, he does. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, yeah I, I can't say enough. So, I, Rocky no. Horror was very formative for me, because mm-hmm. I was not gay at that time i didn't really understand gay until i saw rocky i was like oh <laughs> i i'm confused and then later it's like no nah, i'm not confused that's fine um there was actually and i did this day i don't know if this was true one of the cast members um his name was mark and he played columbia who is mm. female um and wearing fishnets basically a spangly jacket um a a bustier and fishnets and and you know some sort of shorts and Mark used to take great delight, because I, I knew the usher, I knew our friend Dan, who uh, would let me in early, and so I would meet the cast, the people who did the shadow casting. And Mark took great pleasure, in during the show, coming and sitting in my lap uh-huh. and otherwise embarrassing me, and I can't help but wonder, I was like, I wonder if he was getting a little ping and thinking, I might get my $5, <laughs> I might get my microwave. Because, um, yeah, I had no idea. But uh, And I think a lot of people actually have said, Rocky Horror was the first thing that made them feel like, wow, somebody out there gets me. And if you just look at Rocky Horror on its own and don't think about what that could mean, you're like, wait, what? But No, no it's, I can it's, see that. I,
0: I, watching Tim Curry, the first time I saw him, I mean, I was a teenager, and I was pretty sure I was straight by then, but I'm watching him, and I'm going,
1: I feel funny. <laughs> My transmission's <laughs> magnetized. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And yeah. And he does a great job. He does. I mean, Tim Curry. He. He's. That's. He that's had, yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's an amazing. Even just listen to him sing, like on the album, he's awesome. Yeah. Um. I think he was in a band for a short time, and I can't think of what. Oh, it was he, called. he. had
0: his. He put out several albums. It was just Tim Curry. I had oh, one it? of those albums. Yeah. He had two moderate hits with Paradise Garage and I Do the Rock.
1: Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. Okay. Do you uh, do you have this album? The one for uh, Repo. The genetic opera? No,
0: I'm having a kind of trouble finding it. So I'm going to, I'm in a bidding war on eBay for one. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's, I'm up to $600. It's going to be a steal. Anyway, getting, uh, getting back, And this is all Rocky Horror yeah. topic, but, but, but the cult thing. So when I was yeah. looking into this film and looking at, um, uh, reviews and stuff, most of the reviews I read were negative, mm-hmm. but they were generally from critics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I did come across at least one blogger who loved the film she Mm. enjoyed it she she was a fan and apparently and this is the part that feels to me like i think you're right i don't think it's going to be a cult because it's had time right it's been out now for 10 years um apparently there are showings here and there Mm -hmm. but it's doesn't feel to me and i I didn't go too deep into this but it doesn't feel to me like it's got that momentum momentum (laughs) Um, to, to become this big thing But I did come across one, one woman Who she says I play the music in the car It speaks to me uh, I don't know what it's saying to her But you know Apparently it can um, So one of my questions was Do you think it's possible that You and I or in this case you uh, <laughs> We're just not the audience for this It's film? entirely like,
0: possible It may be that uh, younger folks get into it more uh, I, I don't know It is, it is possible I don't quite see how, but because, like I say, Rocky Horror movie, that Rocky Horror, The Room, The Apple, the movies that I know of that are cult favorites, those have certain qualities. Rocky Horror has good music and some good performances. The Apple is one of those, it's so bad, it's hilarious. The room is. is so horrific, it tears a hole in the space time continuum. And that can be funny if you watch it with the right attitude. This, first of all, it's not bad enough. Like yeah. I say, some yeah. of it, it's staged competently, the singing is adequate. Most of it. Oh, I have to ask wait, I have to break in.
1: Was it in focus? It was in focus. <laughs> it was the whole time. I checked. I think that's our new... Like, we've gone past toss Stack and What Is Up With yeah. Zangief's Ass. I think we are now going to stick with Was It In Focus? Yeah, yeah.
0: That, that, that is known as the d- damning with the faintest possible praise. How was the movie? Well, it was in focus. Yeah. Yeah, That was that's pretty much what I can say about this. Mostly, it's just not that memorable. There aren't a yeah. lot of images that stay with you. I mean, there's plenty of gross-out stuff, and there's uh-huh. there are a few that are impressive. I mean... But they're trying so hard. Shiloh, uh, a.k.a. Alexa Vago, uh, the 17-year-old, who sings a song called, it's called 17, and she's singing to her dad. uh, And it's supposed to be this big rebellious number, and she's trying to, she actually has a a background band appears in her room, and one of the singers, they are plainly trying to make the singer look like a combination of Pat Benatar and Joan Jett. And they're tr- as long as it's not from love is your final battle. No, he's shaking. <laughs> no, no, it's not, not that not that yeah. version of Pat Benatar. No. But uh, okay. you know, Joan Jett or Patty Smith, and it's supposed to be this big rebellious. Mostly, it's just loud and annoying, and you can't understand a lot of it. And a lot of it is just "I'm seventeen and daddy's a monster." Does it go a little like this?
1: I'm 17, I'm 17, <laughs> no, it, my birthday's to No, it does
0: not fit into the Muppet <laughs> Frog Prince. No, this is like, <laughs>
1: 17, 17! Seven. Oh, is, so it's like 17 is sung by Animal, uh, or it, perhaps, uh, bru- uh, what is his name? Uh, what's the big guy? Um, oh, what, Sweetums, Sweetum. Sweetums. Maybe, <laughs> although
0: again, Alexa Vega is a competent singer. She has a nice voice. But it's supposed <laughs> to be, you know, she's had this huge revelation... About her father, that he's been keeping her locked up, and he's been lying.
1: (laughs) This is a revelation. Wait, I just realized after 17 years that I've never been able to leave the house. No, no, she does. She sneaks out a lot somehow. Oh,
0: no, it's actually this. This seems to steal from Tangled, where it turns out first of all that she's sick because her father has been poisoning her slowly.
1: So it doesn't have that a wonderful song like uh, Mother. No, it does not have Mother. Mother knows best. Mother knows best. Oh man, yeah. that's such a great like. A that's lot of a great songs bad guy song, and it's a great Broadway song. Yeah. Like it feels like it belongs on a Broadway yep. stage. Yep. And the woman, I can't remember who played the part, but she was perfect. she was a Broadway perfect. actress. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, th- well, now, I, now I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. The now, I got
0: to give Giles Anthony Stewart Head, A.K.A. Nathan, credit. He tries. He is supposed to be a major tragic figure. His wife died giving birth to his daughter. And in fact, he believes he killed her with some medication that was supposed to... She got sick, he gave her medicine, and it sent her into some kind of shock. However, we discover this was because the evil Rahi slip-changed out the medicine, and it's actually his fault. ha, Which nobody ever finds out. There's uh, a lot of revelations in this, but that one just... don't. Nope. We only know because Rotti sings about it to the audience.
1: Did, did she OD on metamorphosis something like that? <laughs> yeah. So he has
0: this terrible guilt that she died, and he believes he's responsible. And he basically had to rip uh, Shiloh out of her. And he does. He's terrified because he thinks the world is a horrible, rotten place, like this movie. And uh, <laughs> and I can't really argue with him because the world of well. this movie is awful. Everyone is horrible. Everyone is a not. You understand? People don't just get their organs replaced because they're failing. They do it be, for a uh, style. For uh, it's like become a, an internal fashion. Wait. Do you like my new liver? Like yeah. That? They don't explain. It's not like uh, people walk around handing out X-rays or whatever. This is. It's become fashion. Cause I told so you. It, could could not I just lie? Yes. Uh. Yeah. Well, a lot of this movie makes absolutely no sense. And I just got to say again about the songs. This yeah. is one of the ways in that it is like an opera in the worst possible way. <laughs> if you actually read the translated librettos of most Italian or German operas, you will find that most of while well, some of the songs are metaphorical and romantic and a lot of them are just exposition. They are literally just telling you, Ah, aha, uh-huh, I am going to hide behind this parapet. Then my wife comes by. I will jump out and yell, Boo, it, what a jolly lark this will be. And then she walks by, Ah, boo, oh, my husband has jumped out. Ah, he has frightened me. Ah, oh, what a jolly lark. And then they sing, what a jolly lark, 90 times. <laughs> this movie is like that. There is... The, all the songs are like they were translated. I mean, there is a song that uh, Shiloh sings about how much she wants to go outside. You know what she sings? Oh, I want to go outside. (laughs) The whole song is literally just saying, I want to go outside. These other people are like, aha, we we are so sad, we are so sad. Or, ah, we have... We are addicted to this drug or ha ha I am a prostitute because I want this drug and I enjoy I'm addicted to surgery. They just sing what they're what is actually happening. They are singing the exposition and it's so dull.
1: See now I want to make something called exposition here. <laughs> Uh, what you your exposition, exposition, <laughs> exposition. It's a musical, not an opera. You, it, the problem but is
0: it, someone's already beaten you to it. It's called every opera ever
1: written. <laughs> uh, well, now I, I want to just to sort of circle back, <laughs> circle back to my question, uh-huh. which was about uh, maybe we're not the audience. So, do you think it's possible that? it's maybe it's just like Ace Ventura where the critics are just unjustly harsh and the audience is just going to love this in spite of the warning. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is not I, again. This is not showgirls.
0: This is not a movie that is so bad. It's offensive.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's not the room that it's so bad. It's funny. This is just like, this isn't very good. It's trying. That's the best thing. It's like, wow, you are just trying your little heart out, but And there's so much in it that is just there for shock value and doesn't do anything. And it's a waste of some really good people. And again, there are one or two characters that are like, oh, this guy's kind of in, and he's gone. Oh, she's kind of in, and she's gone.
1: And we're going to focus on these people who I just don't care about. So with the connected to the songs, Mm -hmm. I watched a couple of the songs online. Mm -hmm. Um, They seem to have, shall we say... Lyrical trouble. Yeah. Did they actually rhyme at all? Were Almost not poems? at all. <laughs> <laughs> the closest you got to
0: anything was a slant rhyme. And they were just yeah. cramming stuff in and they would try to make it all choppy and modern be- to cover the fact that they couldn't figure out how to make the line scan. Yeah. And, they would
1: and- just have people repeating lines needlessly. I watched one I forget, I don't remember what the song's name was and it honestly seemed like more than one song and it was only like three and a half minutes long but it wasn't like continuously one melody I'm not even sure there was one and it's this weird scene it must be the Shiloh girl because mm-hmm. she's young and she's in this house and somebody comes to her door which is basically like yeah. a young it's sort of a cross between um, Death from the Sandman yeah. comics and Vampire. that's Blind Mag and that's Sarah Brightman that's Blind Mag oh that's Sarah Brightman yeah. oh boy she, doesn't she have red hair no actually no she's a brunette oh she is okay so she knocks on the door all evil and 17 year old girl says no no and then finally she says yes you can come in and uh, suddenly she's she's showing the help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope yeah. out of her right eye and the singing is how do you do that and the response singing is I can't tell you or something like that so it's like these eye, but, the
0: line is these eyes do more than see that's uh, the explanation by the way that part makes no sense either she was okay. the whole thing with blind Mag is she was you know guess what what guess what
1: disability she had? Uh she's in this movie. Yeah, that,
0: yeah, that was a pretty <laughs> bad one. No, she's blind.
1: Sadly, Jinko gave cable. her
0: new eyes. The thing is, Jinko does organ transplant. These eyes appear to be cybernetic. They oh. can project holograms. I see. Why? There's nothing about cybernetics in this movie that doesn't show up at all.
1: Well, even worse, I couldn't tell what it was they were projecting. Oh, it was, it was supposed to of be out picture. of
0: focus. It was supposed to be... Yeah, you can't really tell. Everybody's family portraits are those hazy, bluish uh, uh, holograms. And it was supposed to be Shiloh's mother, who was
1: Blind Mag's best friend. Well, you know, if Shiloh had just removed the restraining bolt, it probably would have played back the entire yep. recording. Yep, if only. <laughs> if um, only. So, Max, I-, I know you love music. Oh, yeah, yes. Did this movie make you question that love? <laughs> I, no this this movie just musically made me feel dirty
0: It's again that's the thing it's not that it's so terrible it's not at long last love or something it's just yeah. the music they're not that's you know how I say at least the movie is trying the music is where they're not it's yeah. like uh we gotta have music we're, and I know what opera is it's people basically singing their dialogue it's yeah. like, no it's more than that
1: yeah and it's supposed to be pretty. Yeah. And or understandable. Least, I mean, pretty's not pretty's not fair. No. It, it doesn't have to be pretty, but it needs to be moving yeah. in some way, yeah. I think.
0: And it just isn't. And the plot makes no sense. The ending, it just sort of stops. Yeah. It yeah. Another gimmick it has that I found really annoying is at, at the beginning for the intro, to give you the backstory, and in everybody's backstory, everyone, every so often there's just this moment of a flashback where it's like Nathan's story, Roddy's story, Mag's story, uh, a love story, (laughs) second story, story. (laughs)
1: uh,
0: and they do it as comic book panels. And they don't. Yeah, I saw that. They don't just do it as comic book. They do it as bad comic book panels. (laughs) Yeah. And in some in some movies, you go, "Oh, wow, that's an interesting technique." In this, it's like, "Oh, you didn't want to film it.
1: It just feels lazy." Did you feel them writing that last check? <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, oh, you, I swear, I was like, oh, crap, we can't afford to do this scene. Uh, does anybody have a kid who can do comic books? Yeah. Like, yeah, you can? Good, here. Mm. Uh, and it's just annoying. And the they, they have some special effects. They are really cheesy. Mm. And I got to tell you, one of the things that really hacked me off right from the get-go... <laughs> And I mean literally, the opening panel is rips off Mystery Science Theater. Oh, because the first words you see are "in the not too distant future." Oh,
1: that ends your your career yeah, as a cult.
0: That when was like, like okay, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. That you know, everyone knows that, or a lot of people know that it's really well known. You can do not in you know not too far off. People have done so many variations. This is
1: just a copy. Yeah. And that, that just annoyed me So this is supposed to be a horror opera We've talked yeah. about the operatic yeah. parts of that you know, And how that failed How is it as a horror movie? It's not frightening at all okay. I mean, You said it was kind of gross It though. is
0: kind of gross There's a lot of sequences Particularly of you know, Giles When he's done up in his Repo Man costume Which occasionally mm-hmm. he leaves the mask off for some reason Slicing open people's stomachs By the way, apparently all the organs anybody wants Are in their stomach <laughs> Nobody cuts open the back to get at the kidneys. He never goes oh, cracks open the chest to get a heart. Well, Max, the way to a man's heart <laughs> is through his stomach. Appar- <laughs> yeah, literally, that it, he he literally opens up the stomach, reaches up the rib cage, and and yanks the heart out. Oh yeah, this is resellable.
1: Yeah, I think I that's one of the songs actually. <laughs> because of course he's singing my favorite part of that is that whatever goo that they have attached to the heart yeah it's not letting go no and he's sitting here swatting it away and there's like three of these long loogie strings do- attached from the heart to the chest and he's like batting at them trying to cut them apart it
0: does lead to the only f- intentionally well i don't know if it's supposed to be just gross but it's actually funny moment in the movie and that is Giles clearly has a split personality. He's the gentle father figure with Shiloh and when he's being a repo man, he's all like <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yeah, yeah, so he man. <laughs> he, you know, his voice gets he does a nice job there, his voice gets all raspy, and at one point he's gutting someone and he's singing about it, and he's shoved his hand up the guy, into the guy's throat and is working his head like a puppet. <laughs> and the guy is singing along with him that way. And I thought, okay, that's funny. That was about. To, <laughs> that's about a second and a half shot. That was it, and, and the rest of it as horror. No, it's whenever it's trying to be creepy, it's just like, oh, I, you found the dry ice machine, or oh, look, uh, yeah, I get it. There, he's he's cutting someone's belly open again. You know, it's the same effect, and it's not very good. Mm. And oh yes, and at one point, Blind Mag pulls an Oedipus Rex at the end, and the big opera slash Moulin Rouge ripoff she tears out her own eyes. And uh, that's supposed to be horrific, and it's just like, wow, you guys really were at the bottom of the special effects bucket
1: at this point. Ooh,
0: bucket. Yeah.
1: Um, when I was looking into the idea of this being a, a kind of cult film or the people who liked it, what I read with a couple of times was that this film was an angry response to something. Could you tell what that thing was? Did that even come across? Not to me.
0: Maybe an angry okay. response to I Maybe Daddy didn't buy him the Corvette
1: he wanted. I don't know. Uh, what was your least favorite scene? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's so many to pick from. <laughs> uh,
0: I guess any of the... Uh, I got tired of the belly-ripping scenes. Okay. It's just like, yeah, okay, yes, we get it. Ew, ew, gross, disgusting. Oh, my God, the humanity. <sighs>
1: Wow, a movie that makes you bored of watching yeah. somebody's guts ripped apart. Yeah, it
0: makes it uninteresting. I, I,
1: I can see that as like splashed across the movie poster. You will be bored <laughs> at seeing people's guts yeah, ripped yeah. out of their torsos. Get yeah, tired okay. of
0: being exc- being horrified by eviscerations. Watch this movie. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't pick what least favorite. I, I don't think none of them stand out. They were all terrible. A lot of them were terrible.
1: Uh, before I ask my final question Are uh, there any other notes that uh, We have not gone over for you yet The final duet
0: Between Shiloh and her dying father Didn't know I loved you so much Is actually kind of sweet It does wow. not belong In the movie It doesn't make any sense She's discovered all this horrible stuff About him at the end She, she hates him She's you know She wants to, to shove him away and yet, when he's dying, she's like, "Oh, Daddy, I completely forgive you, and I love you." It's like, "Holy crap! Did you pay attention? He just told you he killed your mother. He's gone around. He's a professional murderer. He's done all this horrible stuff." It's like, "Oh, that's okay, huh?" And it does it. It it's completely out of tone with the rest of the movie. It doesn't work. That's just too bad because it's not. An, the song itself is okay.
1: That's, Saint praise indeed. Yeah. Any other notes? Or? Um, yeah, I got others, but uh, we're pretty much coming to the end. Well, then my final question before we get to the end is, mm. are we still speaking?
0: Yeah. Um, this movie, is, I mean, hell, if you, you're still speaking to me after Showgirls,
1: Ugh. yeah,
0: because that one was so bad, it actually, you found it offensive. This is just yeah. not good. This is not interesting enough to be horrific. It didn't offend me. It's just,
1: yeah, this... You you tried something, and it didn't work, and uh, I can see why. Yeah, so do you think it's savable? Like, if you looked at this and said, oh, dear gods, okay, I'd need... For this to be work, it would have to do X. Uh, Replace the actors, the singers, and the script. So, (laughs) no. But not the songs.
0: Oh, no, (laughs) I count that as the script. I Um, don't think there's any way to
1: save this thing, no. I I couldn't understand the sudden interest in organ legging or organ bootlegging because it's a subject that was written about a long time ago, probably most notably by Larry Niven in the Gil Hamilton series and some of the other known space stories. That was back in the 60s. Mm. Well, back so then, it's like
0: it was, uh, organ transplants were almost, were science fiction. We've right, gotten well, a lot more advanced with it. It's pretty impressive now. I also do, that's one thing I did want to point out, in 2010, by a strange coincidence... A movie came out called Repo Men, uh, starring, I think it was Ewan McGregor or Jude Law. Oh, dear.
1: So we're not talking the Emilio Estevez. No,
0: that was Repo Man, and that was totally different. Uh That was literally about, you know, uh, a repossessing card. That was Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker, and it is about a future where they have artificial organs you can buy on credit, but if you miss the payment, these Repo Men go out and rip them out of you. Oh. So... Yeah, sounds familiar. I'm wondering either if somebody ripped somebody else off.
1: Well, if that came out in 2010, you said. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 2010. Well, that would be, that would be two years after this was Yeah. Made, so, somebody saw something. It's like we have to make that film. Yeah, Apparently. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, before we mm-hmm. we wrap up, your your vote is obviously no. Yeah. You don't recommend. This, I do not didn't enjoy it. I do not. But you are spell speaking to me yes. because of Showgirls. <laughs> The roundup. So uh, just, just to, to, to estimate, make a guess. What kind of hand would you say I played? Give me a, uh, give me a poker hand. What, what do you say, have to
0: beat? I'd say, I'd say you got uh, a solid three of a kind, maybe even a straight.
1: Cool. Yeah. Not bad for what. To- Type, type, type. What is the worst musical movie of all time? Woo! Yeah. Repo the genetic opera. So it also sounds like part of this suffers just from being meh. Yeah. There's a lot of meh. There's a lot so of like,
0: meh, and there's a lot of, I get it. You're you're trying to be edgy, and it's yeah. not working. It's just meh.
1: Yeah, Hot Topic Sing. Yeah. Maybe they should have called it that. that.
0: I would have thought that was more interesting, quite honestly. And again, yeah.
1: it suffers from a colossal lack of originality. There's so many obvious rip-offs. Yeah. Oh, great. Because if you're going to tackle something like, uh, you know, something that's big in the news these days, like organ legging, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, science has basically screwed up a lot of, of 80s science fiction, 70s science fiction by saying, yeah, we're just going to grow them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we figured that out. We're just going to grow them. Mm. I mean, we're not doing it yet, but it seems like that's where they we're going. It's like, oh, oh <laughs> I guess I'll just throw out my Gil Hamilton novels, <laughs> and that'll be the end of that. Mm. Um, so next week, mm. next week, I'm going to be tackling, as we mentioned at the end of last week's show max's hand he's played he's yep. put his cards down yep. will be a film it's the we're, we're going a little far afield this time because this is a made for tv movie yep. meaning that more likely than not and i haven't looked into this yet i'm sure you will do so for because you're doing trivia yep. next week pretty much that if you didn't see it when it came out in whatever 1984 1985 too bad because tv movies tend to get shown once and then they disappear forever um, unless you've got you've all that time you need to fill at two a.m., you <laughs> might throw it back on. But basically, it's like, yeah, well, that's it. We're done. Yeah, I don't think so, I've ever
0: seen it on TV since.
1: Not right, and I I didn't see it at the time. Um, I did have. What was the one with the heart bow? Oh, um, that uh, wasn't Hawk, no, that wasn't that wasn't Hawk that the wasn't, Slayer? The, no, uh, I can't remember. There was one. Oh, D&D fugitive, fugitive like,
0: from the Empire. Was I looked this okay. up because we were. Th- I was thinking of using that in our In Search of D and
1: D one. Right, and I remember like, oh, this is the closest thing to D and D, and I remember watching that because I remember the stupid uh, bow and the yep. twang, 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 um, But yeah, I did not watch Mazes and Monsters, and the only way you can watch Mazes and Monsters, and boy, you know, I I have to thank whoever it is who did this. Uh, somebody, back in whatever eighty five, had a VHS machine and they recorded <laughs> it, and then they aimed their camera at the screen of oh, their probably God, it's CRT. That bad, huh? Yeah, it's the only thing It's only on YouTube So I will be watching it on YouTube And uh, I'm sure that after watching this film I will be utterly scrubbed clean Of the desire to play the (laughs) I may even check
0: it out uh, just to see Or at least part of it Just to torture yourself Just just, just to remind myself Because I
1: did see it when it came out Yeah, so next week uh, We will be talking about Max's Hand Mazes and Monsters The made-for-TV-love-you movie Starring Tom Hanks And a cast of other people Yep Um, But until then, Max and I will now sing you out with one of the selections from Repo, the Genetic Opera. (laughs) Ah, lady, lady!
0: (laughs) This has been a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.